0: You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only cause a nigga bless.
1: Welcome back to Black O'Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another double episode of Misfits. This is episodes four and five. I'm a little ticked today because I recorded the Westworld podcast, put everything together up until the last second and my computer crashed and I have not been able to recover the track from Audacity no matter how hard I have tried seems like it is corrupted and I will never get it back so I will have to re-record that podcast and I am very very a little little saltine about that so let's get into these recaps starting with episode 4 written by Howard Overman directed by Tom Green premiered December 3rd of 2009 and I gave this one a 9 out of 10 curtis is in the spotlight this week and i will say i really enjoyed his episode he awakes to his community service wardrobe his pics with his new girlfriend and the fact that he still has the newspaper clipping of his greatest failure and promptly lays back down I really like the Jamaican music. I really like the music throughout this entire episode. Because at the club I was like, what you mean? um, Someone couldn't dance like him. And someone couldn't dance like 50 Cent can't dance like me. I said, what's this jam? I need to get this on MP3. Alicia greets him at the community center in bra and panties. And the two stare at each other while wanking off. He kind of treats her like his groupie girlfriend and they're busted very quickly after they get off by Nathan who lets out an excited giggle and then is quickly telling everyone else exactly what has occurred. Simon is still recording and she asks if he wants a look too when they go in and greet the rest of the team, teasing them about their newfound relationship. And while Simon declines a peek, Nathan would like a second one. Everyone then files outside with Kelly asking if they're together. She's like, yeah, but it's weird, but proper special. Sally lurks in the background watching them still. I got my eyes on you. I do like how they flush out the backstory with the other characters in the episode but someone should definitely have pointed in her direction like girl you be always giving us the mean eye and I just came in the door today and said hello. A girl was eyeing Curtis being all flirty with Alicia and when he gets outside we realize this is Sam the girl that got busted and went to jail while he got community service and the one he also didn't really break up with. Before we get into that, I like to say Alicia's um, characterization, her arc, has a tendency in this first season to occur in the background, but you hear an interesting conversation, not only then she's like, oh, it's proper that we can't, because of my powers, we're not having sex, but Kelly is teasing her about the fact that, you know, you're not getting to it, and she's like, well, no, it's nice for me, to not get to it and not have it immediately be done because she's getting to explore her own wants and needs something that we continue to learn in the next episode is still new territory for her sally is upset that no one is doing anything about tony being missing and searches the lockers curtis catching up with sam has been let out has a conviction for dealing and can't just move on as he tells her to do so though he admits that he did with Alicia over there she's like she's beautiful and then we find out that Curtis asked her to actually get the coke for him and she actually went down for it while he got community service and then he ghosted her by not visiting her at all and admits that he still has issues he's sorting out He said he took the blame for it with the officers, but she's the one that still went down for it and that if he could change it, he would. It is what it is. Now, this is interesting because in the first episode when Curtis is talking about this, he is basically making it seem as if they were making an example of him. It was a no big deal. He got busted with a small amount of coke. It just is what it is. And then in this story, he's all telling her you know i took the blame for you i'm not sure if i believe him um it seems as if even with his small grandma coat compared to what she got even if she had a much more of it they you know he got the the shorter end of the stick and it probably is because he was a famous athlete and not because they're making an example of him he kind of got the celebrity treatment off whereas his girl went down and got the book thrown at her and now he doesn't have a felony on his record but she does so i'm not sure how i feel about this this is what some of my uh problematic issues are with curtis but we will explore more and see if this rewatch will inform a little bit more of my thoughts on his character but it also could just be a nice thesis of why I feel the way I do about his character (laughs) but she calls him out on how she being Alicia is helping him deal with his problems while she was abandoned by him and she leaves saying my life is fucked up and that's on you I don't know if I agree about that you decided to do what you did and went and got the drugs for him. Why did he need the cocaine anyway? Did he say he was like going through a hard time and oh yeah, the stress on him. He just needed to take that off by doing some drugs. And there is a bit in his storyline that kind of goes into the next particular arc, which is he has a hard time confronting the root cause of his problems, which causes this mass effect of other things happening due to his inability to confront what really happened and take his own responsibility for those things. Rewinding time, Curtis does go back to the party where it all happened, where they were supposed to buy the drugs, but it is a sting operation. So he takes the drugs from Sam, thinking this is his opportunity to make it up to her and uses his hand to flush these drugs down the toilet I could not contain myself Aww. despite somehow escaping out into the parking garage my mans from the the police department is angry and determined He don't have the same grit when it comes to finding his friend, brother, cousin, whoever Tony is to him in the present day. As he is hiding, someone pulls up in a car. It's Nathan, but they don't know each other yet. And he calls him a prick after going in with a bag. Curtis then calls Sam and continues to hide. Nathan is bowling. I thought with friends, but I think he just decided to jump in someone else's game and just start bowling but can't make that beautiful bitch get in he is later disgustingly helping himself to whatever items he feels he wants at the concession stand and then insults the manager for being called Beverly and then says on the mic I'm being assaulted by a chick with a dick oh no he didn't Beverly calls security and then (laughs) nathan has a fake seizure so that he can get away but he doesn't get far being chased onto the lanes before being restrained once again sam calls curtis back and says that danny has me won't let me go he wants his drugs and he agrees to give him his money so she'll be let go kelly her ex is with danny at the club and takes some drugs before some heavy making out on the dance floor then she says i need to go outside because she's off her tits i like when she kept saying out my face out my face (laughs) nathan believes he's better than all of this when he is talking to beverly who is trying to build some rapport with the troubled young man however he says if he isn't better than all this then he will have to kill himself and then Beverly says look are you gonna pay for the damages or are you gonna go to jail and after several fake outs of calling the police he finally hands over a credit card Curtis finds Kelly in the <laughs> stairwell passed out and he gives her his coat that has all his money in it and thus a fight ensues when he goes to Danny and Tells him that he just gave someone his money and he needs a minute. And in the middle of the fight with the smallest knife humanly possible, Sam is stabbed in the process. So fuck. Let's try this again. He is able to warn Sam away, takes the drugs. But instead of flushing them, he's got a better idea. Alicia too is at this party and Danny kicks the door in the room where curtis is instead of the cop nice twist there then he calls sam but it goes to voicemail once again but he agrees to come to her nathan calls his mom in spain still needing someone to pay for the damages since his credit card is canceled simon brings a beer to a friend named i don't know bully (laughs) (laughs) and he tells him in no uncertain terms I did not mean to have you come here and meet me I was talking about another friend named Simon and I'm like well then why did you have my fucking number kiss my
0: entire ass
1: after episode five I think he did it just to be an asshole Curtis interestingly still helps Kelly the second time by giving her his coat but making sure to take the money out this time while Simon takes a dangerous step on the crossing the line into villainy territory when he sees the girl is passed out drunk and is about to put his hand on parts he should not be touching but when she moves he thinks better of it and walks down the stairs. Sam is told to call Danny and the bus goes down with a cop basically telling Curtis He's too good to be caught up with this bullshit and these bullshit people, but everyone is clean and let go. This was all a plan of Curtis's and he had warned Danny that you're going to be thanking me in a little while for what I did. The Nathan saga continues with his dad showing up because his mom called from Spain. They have some words back and forth. Where he says, I'll pay for the damage, but he doesn't want shit from him and decides to go to jail instead of having his father pay for the damage. So, yeah, I can see why you would just sum up that story with, I stole picks and nicks, or picks and whatever. I don't know. Picks and sticks. I, I, it looked like gummy bears to me or like those sour babies that we eat. <laughs> um curtis stashed the gear and gives it back to danny doesn't want it anymore before making out with his girlfriend and he's like oh my god i changed everything this is great she's like let's get drunk nathan is arrested and we see that sally and tony were also bowling happily that night kelly's boo steals a car ends up being tony's car finds a ring in the glove compartment and proposes to Kelly and she's like that is so fucking romantic (laughs) he meets Alicia um, Curtis that is at the bar and she don't know if they even smashed or not which tells you all about Alicia and her past but he also gonna say we will turns out Kelly's boyfriend as I stated earlier Nick Tony's car and he loses his temper because the engagement ring he was gonna give uh sally was in the car and she's like oh well i'll still say yes and marry because she loves him anyway then we have nathan fixing it all for himself for his girl and then he gets a new future but checks on the asbo five or four they all died except nathan because the probation worker tony when the storm changed him killed everyone except Nathan who was found half dead Curtis realizes he wasn't there and that's the reason why he died and you know this is where his conundrum is he has the power to change the past but can't and someone else someone else's life is ruined for his mistake no matter what he does to fix it take 3 Alicia is the one that knocked out Danny after she herself is busted buying some drugs then leaves curtis takes the fall this time uh but sam is clean and she is able to get away and have a life and he is back to the present and has accepted everything and he makes sure he locks the door this time so nathan can only listen to them getting off versus getting an actual full peak and he thinks everything is perfectly back to normal except a happier sam is outside and no she didn't go off and live her life she's still with curtis they're still boyfriend and girlfriend and he is now together with two women this is where we started the episode curtis you never broke up with her you didn't go to see her in prison you didn't give her any type of answer in regards to the relationship you just said I needed to deal with some shit like things went wrong and you focus completely on yourself it's not to say he is a selfish person because clearly he could have had his future his cake and ate it too but because he has this connection with these other people he doesn't want to ruin their lives and I think it comes back to a Spider-Man quote which we'll get to in the next episode we end it A little bit with sally searching kelly's things finds her own engagement ring the irony she doesn't even know and then when she goes to simon's locker she finds tony's credit card considering y'all know someone broke into y'all's lockers and was leaving threatening notes this was not smart on you simon but he did fix his mistake in this next episode <laughs> episode five written once again by howard overman directed by tom harper premiere 12 10 of 2009 and i gave this one an 8.5 out of 10 nathan takes simon's phone and asks if he's had sex with a melon man he really is annoying i don't love him as much as others do he had moments of great introspection and in this show but he also was equally a narcissistic bully and it must be said sally tells her cop friend and shows him look he's got this credit card in his locker you can bust him when he uses it which is the only reason why i put it back but he tells her girl you can lose your job because These lockers are supposed to be locked and protected. These is they shit. And the most we're going to be able to get him for is fraud. He could say he found this damn credit card. So Sally plots on her own. I'm just the crazy slut with a dead husband. (laughs) Sally has interviews with most of them that are very much a trial because... We have Curtis who refuses to speak about anything. We have Alicia who can't get off her damn phone. And Kelly is focused on the continuous cycle of cleaning up graffiti for them to put up more graffiti. What the fuck? Nathan just, I wouldn't even have hauled him into my office. But Simon is much quieter, more mature, more open to some rehabilitation. And when she calls nathan a twat that earns some points between them breaking down the professionalism and by the time she is offering him work experience editing videos that he likes to do he is properly infatuated and the ominous music says it's not just conversation that Sally is after. As they scrape off more graffiti, everyone is still worried that they could possibly be observed. But Nathan continues to think they have outfoxed the person or people who were making their threats. And the situation between Curtis and Alicia becomes a lie when he says he needs to watch his nephew and that she looks dirty and thus he cannot take her over his aunt and uncle's house okay 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 sally offers simon a ride home curtis is still seeing sam but is trying to break up with her but apparently curtis sucks at doing something he may regret and back shortly he goes in time this time choosing not to break up with her and they go for a drink, and you know he was fucking her. Stop playing games. Sally asks about Curtis and Alicia, and says, I noticed that they must be dating. Remarks that she is a beautiful girl, but Simon is non-committal. She tries to probe some more about uh, the group, but he's hesitant, and she's like, oh, I pretty much don't want to know anyway then she asks about his plans once she gets him home and continues to slowly seduce him into spilling some secrets she meets him online later as shy girl and he says i met a girl and that she's lonely and admits that he is also lonely shy girl says ask her out this is a little diabolical washing windows the next day he considers making that offer while Alicia and Curtis have non-sex um his real girlfriend well at least the one he's trying to get rid of shows up at the community center introduces herself as that girlfriend because he's a mate kind of sort of Nathan and Simon immediately cover for him and he distracts Alicia by around two he has tried he tells Nathan six times when Nathan joins him on the roof to break up with her but he feels guilty and then time rewinds Nathan tells him to make her hate him and then quotes a line saying it's the powers no matter what you do it's the ones you love that has to pay and it's very profound for (laughs) profound for um Curtis but it's also a line from Spider-Man 2. Nathan hears a baby named Finn crying and despite his earlier comments about children being disgusting, he is immediately taken with this fatherless child. Simon asks Sally for a drink, but she tells him she can't, then calls him back over ever so coyly, accepting the drink. Nathan tries again saying he's gay and she immediately cries. And he keeps rewinding time, but after she realized he quoted Spider-Man, that's when she draws the line and it is actually finally over. We finally get some insight into why Simon is the way he is while he is catching a drink with Sally. We find out that he is years and years the product of bullying by this particular classmate that also lives next door to him. What did he say after secondary school? I don't know what year that is, but it sounds pretty young. <laughs> sounds pretty much like high school. And that despite him telling his teachers and his parents, no one did anything about it. So he is neglected from everyone in his life. And that the night that things went awful, he had humiliated him in front of his friends, saying he texted the wrong Simon. So he then went to go burn down his house. However, he was dead drunk at this time. He made sure that the parents were not there. So he wasn't trying to kill anyone. And out of everything that stopped him from doing this horrible thing, it was a cat. He says, well, the cat didn't do anything to me. And it was freaking out. So he decided to put out the fire by pissing through the letterbox. And that's when the boy's mom came home. Sally can't stop laughing because this sounds so damn innocent for the I guess she feels the more horrible offenders but that's kind of like judging without fully like you don't know what they stories is like <laughs> you just kind of was able to connect with him a lot easier because he wanted that connection versus everyone else are a little bit You know, they're not trying to build that connection with a social worker at this point in time in their life. She makes sure his bully sees he's got a hot girl as she goes to the bathroom and gets herself all sexed up, looking hot and bothered. She has him walk her home and then he gives her a kiss. Then gets the cool treatment saying, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this. This is all my fault after she invited his ass in. He then goes invisible and watches her cook dinner and cry herself to sleep and doesn't think anything of it because he has no experience with girls and then records her sleeping Nathan tells Curtis the next day he dodged a bullet so chill while Simon follows Sally who goes into the toilet so he waits outside which is a good thing because Nathan hearing Finn cry steals the baby so <laughs> what was up with Simon's run, but he goes back and tells everyone else, and they go searching for him. They find him atop the roof, talking to the baby. Kelly realizes that the baby has a power because she's able to read its mind, and it's saying, Be my daddy, be my daddy, be my daddy. Nathan accepts the role, but everyone drags him for filth on why that's a bad idea. You're a homeless, you're poor, <laughs> you're not the best candidate. And even as he says, I will have the mother move into the community center and I will scavenge for nuts and berries to appease this baby. The baby's like, well, fuck this and rejects his offer of fatherhood. The spell is broken and Kelly and Nathan return the child to a very frantic mother who, yes, should be yelling at Nathan because he did steal her baby. But Callie covers for him and says that he just wandered off and she says you should take him to see his dad because I bet when you do he'll want to stay. Then you have Nathan saying look at you being a proper superhero and she flips him off sally continues to put her claws into simon as he invites her over to his very orderly room and tells him that he's very talented when she sees some of his footage of the storm she asks for more footage he says he doesn't have any he gets her some coffee and she goes searching for evidence steals a particular disc then dips out when he brings the coffee. That dish just happened to have Tony on it. And when we hear Nathan yelling at Simon for filming them has a much better idea of where she can find some additional evidence. Curtis decides to come clean to Alicia about what happened because he didn't want to treat her like that and not let her know. And after hearing the whole entire story, she's like, well, I'm not even sure if it was cheating but I'm not gonna wank off with someone else if you don't wank off with someone else mainly this is to showcase that this is the first faithful relationship she's ever had and she admits to so and this is teaching her to commit Curtis spots what's happening between Simon and Sally and agrees not to tell anyone especially that prick Nathan what's going on either and that he can congr- he sees impressed that he has a uh, fit older woman it's nice to see simon smile even if briefly kelly invites the homeless man over for dinner at her place and he thinks it's because she wants him simon is invited for a drink at the community center while she plots to nick his phone and goes to lock up while he goes to get some booze and please explain to me why there's booze in the community center Nathan thanks Kelly for saving his ass and gets all quiet about his dad and his dad not being there for him and loves the chicken nuggets that she has made. Simon's last girlfriend, we find out, was when he was nine years old, holding her hand. Ooh, child,
0: things are gonna get easier.
1: And see, this is what happens when you mess with mentally slippery, vulnerable young men who do not have as much experience after kissing that you do and then she sends him after making him all hot in the pants for more wine while she snatches his phone is looking through it in the bathroom and finds the evidence that she needs to prove that these kids killed tony just as simon realizes that his phone has been taken he rolls up on her invisible and says you shouldn't have taken my phone you need to give it back to me she's like you killed tony he admits what happened the full story of it but guess what mimi he is not believed so so much for i tell you exactly what happened the storm changed us gave us powers and they'll just be casually believed nope i meant to say that last episode but i forgot (laughs) or maybe i did i don't know but this also reiterates the point in this episode where she has that it was clearly an accident and yet she wants someone to blame and she intends on blaming those four little bastards whether they're innocent in the whole thing or not and even goes so far as to try to get simon to turn evidence against them saying you're not like them he wants his phone he is not going to turn against them and then he realizes she played him for a fool when she brings up that he's lonely like I didn't tell you that oh you a shy girl too like bitch you really did me dirty and then she continues that cycle by trying to get him to soften up to her then she promptly smashes his head into the mirror and runs and i'm like bitch why you running why are you running you started this you had him in the palm of your hand and you could have made butter but instead you had no plan you didn't have the fucking keys you locked all the damn doors you locked yourself in don't be scared now so then when simon comes down the community center busting out wind or fucking lights and shit for whatever reason because it's already dark they not on why the fuck you need to smash them other than to scare her don't be scared then he says i can't allow you to go to the police they fight over the phone and then he tosses her ass in the worst squelch sound i've ever heard in a death scene i'm not sure with everything else the nastiest that comes out of everyone's mouth why they will all of a sudden be very squeamish about her head the sound it would make hitting the glass door but it did not work but she is dead and there is that and now simon is a proper murderer and that's how we ended the episode how is that going to change this already damaged boy tune in next week let's get into the feedback (laughs)
0: Hi Christina, it's Mimi sending in feedback for Misfits episodes 4 and 5. Um I think I liked 4 a little bit better than 5. 5 was kind of slow-paced. Um and the focus seemed to be kind of split more than it was for um episode 4. Maybe maybe that's what it is. I'm not really sure, but I know um episode 4 we got to see what happened with Curtis. Um his, the, his girlfriend, the one that took the fall for him, Sam, um, came to visit him. I guess she got out. He, I thought he said she got five years. So she must have done something to get out. I'm not sure. But I just got to, I'm going to start with this. Like I understand that she had it on her. But to me, when you are with, in a relationship with someone and you are okay with them doing drugs and you're even going to help them buy it, or hook them up with someone to buy it you can't blame them if you get caught because you were complicit in this idea of us doing drugs and you guys got caught he only had one little i don't know what the hell they're called i don't do drugs and i don't know the lingo but it, i know that it was like little teeny balls of them and she had the most of it and she got caught and he didn't um and she was like you know you ruined my life like no you ruined you ruined your own it's it's like when we watch cop shows and you know a woman wants to be a ride or die and they end up going to jail and it's like you know who's gonna raise my child like you should have thought about that before you decided to be a ride or die like to me when you're in a relationship with someone you will ride or die until you have kids and then you ride or die for them so if I got a snitch on you to make sure my kids are cared for and because both of us can't go to jail because who's going to take care of them so if I got to snitch on you so that I can stay with our kids guess what I'm a snitch and you need to know that before we get in a serious relationship because you want to do whatever you want to do I'm a ride or die until my kid is um, in jeopardy and then you gonna lose so she can't really blame him for that like she can be salty she should uh made better choices but she can't blame him and then side note like i was looking at her when she came to visit him she looks so raggedy but then like when she was in the club she looked a lot better so it was clearly just her going through some things (laughs) and i I think anybody would look raggedy after you're coming out of prison or jail i don't know what they call it in um london but she (laughs) she just looked so pathetic when she came to visit him at the community center um and then seeing her clearly his um power is triggered by regret like overwhelming regret or the like him wishing he could change something um because we got to see him go back in time and redo that same night over and over again until he got it right um i know when he went back in time and he um the first time and he was changing things so that he could get rid of the drugs um so that they didn't have anything on them. I was thinking to myself, like, dang, what would, if he doesn't go to the juvenile center, are they gonna be able to to take on that psycho killer? Cause I'm like, he killed Kelly for sure. The first time when, when not Simon, what is his name? Um, Nathan opened the door and I was like, okay, so maybe something will change. Um, and then, um, he, he, that first time, um, you know, him giving his, uh, jacket to his hoodie to Kelly, his money was in there. So he couldn't play a drug dealer. And just a side note, that drug dealer was dumb as fuck. If the dude said, Oh, I left my money in my coat pocket. I I gave it to a girl. Let's just, let me go back and grab it. Like, As a drug dealer, you are really stupid if you kill somebody that is willing to pay you. If they say they don't have the money, okay, maybe slap them around, but that drug dealer was dumb as hell, and he was so quick to threaten to kill somebody. You ain't gonna get money from a dead person, and you ain't got no product, dude. Like, what the hell? You a stupid ass criminal, and you need to get yourself together. Um, and then the second time, the first time he, uh, his girlfriend, Sam got stabbed in the stomach. I feel like him assuming she died was kind of, it was like a little shiv in the gut and granted people can die that way, but most of the time with a stab wound, you don't bleed out very fast in your gut. You end up with an infection in your stomach that spills out into your body and then you get sepsis. That's usually how people die from stomach issues, but whatever I'm just going to go with it. Then he starts over again and then he did it. He did everything right the second time, gave the drug dealer his money or his product back. But then this time he realized when he goes to the um, community center that all of the people that he became friends with died. Kelly, um, well, Gary been dead. (laughs) Um, Simon and Alicia are all dead. So then that triggers him to start time over again and then he does everything and then he gets rid of everything except the little, ba- little bag he had originally so that he is the only one that goes to jail. Okay, I get that. Um, um, but my other thing was like, let's say that everything worked out and if like they were able to get away from the community center, the psychotic killer uh, parole officer didn't get them okay but him turning back time and he never made it to and he never got struck by lightning would he even have powers to to redo it like that's the thing about time travel that really throws me off in my mind I keep thinking about what what happens in the flash when they say it takes time for you know I guess the changes that you make to the past like affect the future So I'm just going to go with that. But I swear every time time travel is involved, my mind just be exploding because I don't get it. Um, And then I guess we can lead into the episode five because that was the end of that when he realized that he was dating both Alicia and Sam, which is I still don't understand why you would be flirting with a girl and you have a girlfriend, whatever. And then um, in episode five, I, I guess it was just the storyline that was kind of boring Simon is a little bland and then we have that stupid parole officer that's determined to, to see what happened to her fiance oh cause let's go back to episode 4 I guess Kelly's boyfriend broke into their car and stole it and the, they were engaged so clearly him you know banishing is going to mean something to her um, and I know, you know, she keeps doing investigations, but I think it's dumb that Simon had the dude's credit card in his bag at the community center. I think it's dumb that knowing that they got rid of the body, that he would keep those videos. I know he's a creeper, just like Tyler was in 13 Reasons Why, you know, you like to take pictures you, that you like to blend into the surrounding, that's fine, but why keep incriminating evidence so readily available that's on your phone? You couldn't download it to your computer and put it in a cryptid file you seem to be very tech savvy you couldn't keep it under wraps like what is wrong with people he's so dumb and I guess I didn't really like the ending where they got into a tuffle and then he slammed like she falls into the door and then she bludgeons herself to death like seriously you would have had to be propelled super far for you to have a blood force trauma to the head that's going to cause you to crack your skull and die instantly like that and she just fell back like you would have a dumbass headache but that's it like I don't know I just didn't like the ending and I think that storyline was just boring I didn't really care about Sam and um why am I forgetting his name all of a sudden oh my god I had to pause it because I just went completely blank. Curtis and his girlfriend you know, and then, you know, him trying to break up with her over and over again and he can't because every time she cries, he rewinds time. I'm going to need them to try to work on their powers and see if they can perhaps get a handle on how and when they can use it. That'd be awesome. Um, And then that was kind of boring to me, but I did like how um, he told Alicia about what happened, even though he didn't have to because he didn't get caught. And I think that's another reason why I started to like Curtis I'm not 100% sure I could be wrong but I think it was season two that made me like Curtis a lot I'm not sure but as I see these episodes I realized that I didn't rem- remember anything <laughs> and once I remember watching them on my computer and I told you I don't like that so it's possible that I like stopped paying attention to some stuff or maybe skipped a couple of episodes because I don't remember this episode five I don't remember it still wasn't very interesting but it wasn't I should say it wasn't terrible but it wasn't as, as interesting as four so um that's all the feedback I got um I can't h- wait to hear <laughs> um Shy's reaction to these episodes because I it seems like she's really liking it no- nothing has us like The Expanse but you know these other shows are pretty good too so um until next time love peace grease, and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi
1: that is queen mimi with her thoughts on the episode unfortunately we won't be hearing from shy i still have to figure out what's going on with this missing particular um freaking file so that's gonna probably be consuming my life so i have to get this one out unfortunately today but i'm sure we will get her thoughts and feelings on the next episode and we'll be moving into season two soon which is really when this show started zooming off for me and we're kind of still in the learning phases still got some more characters that i'm going i'm very anxious to get ready to see some story arcs that i think take it to the next level but i do like seeing where our characters come from and that slow build to who they might become in the future i agree i mean if you chose my dude can roll over on me and be like girl i love you i'm like "Mm -hmm, i love you too can you buy me some cocaine absolutely not (laughs) i'm not doing that i'm not putting my neck on the line no if you want some cocaine because you need it because your shit is you better figure that shit out yourself and he kind of shit for asking her that i don't like either one in the situation like i agree that she can't blame him. But I think it wasn't even... And that's where I took him on the episode. It could be I did what I did. I could accept that. I think it was for her the fact that... And that's why it always can't. It came back anyway to the fact that they never broke up. He just said, fuck it. I'm out. Deuces. He didn't go visit. <laughs> he didn't. I know the same thing too. I thought she got five years. We don't know how long ago this was. I don't know. It seems like it was only it had to be more than two weeks ago (laughs) so whatever not thinking about that too hard maybe she made a deal gave up danny i don't know do i care i don't but it was all about curtis and his decision making that's where it started i think she could have accepted yeah i did what i did because i loved you but then for you to just ghost on me and then i go to jail and then you couldn't even tell me to my face that we're not together. I gotta come find your ass. And then you all loved up, talking about how you going through stuff, but you all uh putting your dick or whatever it seems like with some other girl and she's all pretty. It sounds like you moved on and got a shorter end of the stick while I suffered and my life is fucked up. That's what she meant by that statement. And yes, hands down, that ride eye shit, it's not cute, especially when kids are involved. But you made that decision. You made that choice. And I wouldn't have fucked with him. That's just me. If we going down that road where you doing cocaine, clearly we don't need to be together. But she was in love. So that's on her for that mistake. But then my issue always comes back like I ain't even supposed to be here. Well, no, actually, you are. If you wanted the gear, it's not like she was in the drugs and you loved her no she loved you and got you the drugs so you were trying to become a drug addict you were into that shit they were not doing it together she got that shit for him specifically so it's more like i knew some dudes around the neighborhood i called my friend danny he crazy as fuck clearly and i'm gonna say this about drug dealers all of them ain't smart this is the thing Unless, like, smart drug dealers are the ones living in Costa Rica and doing. Most people who sell drugs on the street, to me, anyway, and I've known a lot of drug dealers growing up, are not smart individuals. They. It would make sense to me a hundred percent that he ain't thinking long game about getting his money or getting his drugs back. He's just stupid. He probably taking his own fucking product, and that's where drug dealers fuck up all the time on the streets. And his behavior told me he is not orderly. He is not nothing. He sells to kids he sells to whomever he don't even got no fucking bodyguard he got a little fucking pen knife he is he's used for someone he got someone he reports to that probably would have killed him if he didn't come back with that money or them drugs one or the other (laughs) so that's how i feel about that i did think the second episode was weaker however i wasn't as bored with it i do find simon to be a fascinating character and how his innocence uh kind of coincides with that much darker side of his personality i think that there's something that they accomplish more with another character later on in the series that i think is better arced out that they tried with simon because it comes off just Weird. (laughs) It it crosses a few lines into okay, sure, you're innocent, and yes, you didn't mean to burn someone's house down, and maybe you're not as nefarious just because you're lone and you're introverted and you're not like everyone else, so we can't assume that you're a serial killer or a potential one. I get where that whole archetype is going with that, but at the same time, you don't want to juxtapose it with I see a girl pass down the hallway and I think it's a good idea to put my hand in her panties. Like, no i'm sure someone at some point said that's not okay and in, informed consent that's something you should have been taught at some point in your education of 20 something years so that is all the feedback we have for this episode if you want to join in the conversation i know y'all be watching it, melissa because you all up on social media talking about it you can send that feedback to blacklecouch at gmail.com in audio or written format You can find this podcast, Black Girl Couch Reviews, on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social media will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and if you have time, run over to iTunes, rate the podcast, and leave a review. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and Black Girl Magic.